Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners, designed to get us into God's Word every single day for at least a few minutes, around 13 minutes. In doing so, that keeps us in God's Word, and that's important because our faith is really tied to the to our knowledge of God's Word. As the Apostle Paul wrote in Romans 10 and verse 17, faith comes by hearing the Word of God. And it also, being in God's word every day, it not only helps us to stay strong in our faith and even grow in our faith, but it helps keep us connected with God. It helps keep us focused on a relationship with with our Heavenly Father and focused on our souls. And it helps us to have a better mindset, more spiritually based to be able to deal with, oh, everything the life throws at us every day. Now, you have people in your life, probably some within your own family, in fact, who need to change their focus, their thinking, their outlook, don't you? Well, help them. Help them to come closer to God. Help them perhaps get on the right track that ultimately will lead them to heaven. Help them by sharing these short studies with them. Make that commitment. Share with your family members, your friends, work associates, neighbors, with everybody you can. Well, it will be a great blessing for them to get to heaven. It will also be a great blessing for you to have helped them get to heaven. Make that commitment. Start sharing today. We're going to get back into our new line of thought and study that we began last, we began last time, talking about blind spots. Blind spots? Well, we can relate to that as we're driving a car down the street, can't we? Maybe you're driving down a street that is a main thoroughfare through your particular community, two lanes going each direction. You're driving along, or maybe you're on the interstate and there are at least two lanes, maybe more than that, has come to a point where you're getting ready to change lanes. Maybe you're going to turn either right or left, or maybe you're just going to change into one of the other lanes that are going in the same direction you're going, but you need to change lanes. So you look in your rear view mirror, no cars, behind you in that lane. You look in your side view mirror, no cars behind you in that lane. You put your turn signal on, you start to veer over into that lane. Immediately you hear screeching tires, blaring horns, because just a little bit to your rear, but right beside you was another vehicle. You did not see him, even though you looked in your mirrors and there were no vehicles there, but he was right there in your blind spot happens to us, doesn't it? Probably to virtually every single driver who has driven for much time at all, and I'm not talking about years, I'm talking about (laughs) weeks or certainly months. Blind spots, they're there. They're there. And veering into that blind spot or having another driver veer into your blind spot can cause a tragic accident, maybe even loss of life. And maybe for more than just those two vehicles, maybe other vehicles would be involved as well because the accident would have farther-reaching repercussions than just those two vehicles involved. But even those two vehicles, that's a tragedy. Blind spots. Well, we're not really talking here about blind spots in driving primarily. That's just an illustration. You see, I believe that we all have blind spots in our lives. 
potential problem areas that don't show up in our (laughs) internal radar system, we stumble into dangerous situations that we do not see because they are in our blind spots. We began looking at King Solomon as a classic example. In 1 Kings chapter 3, beginning with verse 5, we read how Solomon had succeeded his father David as king as David became elderly, was ready to die, and then ultimately did die. God blessed Solomon to become the next king of Israel. Now, there had been two kings before Solomon. King Saul was the first. He reigned for 40 years, approximately. David then succeeded Solomon by God's appointment. He reigned for another 40 years. And now here's Solomon. David's son. And so verse, in verse 5, we read that the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, ask, what shall I give you? So he communicates with Solomon in this divinely guided dream, and he simply offers to Solomon a blessing of Solomon's choosing as Solomon has become the new king of Israel, God's people. Solomon, he responds, You have shown great mercy to your servant David, my father, because he walked before you in truth, in righteousness, and in uprightness of heart with you. Now, that was quite a recognition of Solomon's father's integrity, not just before men, but before God. Solomon, he recognized, and he communicated this recognition to God, as he responded to God's offer for whatever blessing Solomon would ask, and he said, you have shown great mercy to my father because, because David stayed faithful to you. He walked before you in truth, in righteousness, and in uprightness of heart with you. And then he said, you have continued, you have continued this great kindness for him, and you have given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. And of course, Solomon was speaking of himself. So he said, you have continued to bless my father in that you have blessed me to become king and succeed my father on his throne. Then in verse 7, Solomon goes on and he says, and here we see a great humble spirit displayed by Solomon as he responds to God's offer of a blessing. Your servant is in the midst of, I'm sorry, now, now, O Lord, my God, you have made your servant king, that is, he's speaking of himself, you've made me king instead of my father David, but I am a little child. I do not know how to go out or come in. In other words, he's saying, I don't know how to be king. I don't know how to, how to deal with, how to faithfully or properly and effectively execute all of the duties of being a king over your people. In verse 8, your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to be numbered or counted. Therefore, now Solomon, again, he's recognizing his weakness, his inability. And so now he asks God, he responds asking the particular specific blessing that he wants God to bestow upon him. Your servant is in the midst of your people, 
whom you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to be numbered or counted. Therefore, give to your servant an understanding heart. An understanding heart. Um, Wisdom is what he's asking for. Give to your servant an understanding heart to judge your people that I may discern between good and evil. In other words, between what's right and what's wrong, what's good and what's bad. Please help me, give me, bless me with this wisdom so I can determine how to do this properly, how to be a righteous king, how to be a godly king. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? The speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. Then God said to him, because you have asked this thing, because you have asked this thing, this specific blessing, and have not asked long life for yourself, nor have asked riches for yourself, nor have asked the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern justice. Behold, I have done according to your words. See, I have given you a wise and understanding heart so that there is not so that there has not been anyone like you before you, nor shall any like you arise after you. God says, I've granted your request. I have blessed you with a degree of wisdom, such wisdom as no human being before you has ever known, and no human being after you will ever know. I assume that means all the way up to our day and until the Lord comes again. Now, the lone exception would be Jesus, the Son of God, as he came into this world as the Savior and took human form. He certainly would have greater wisdom than Solomon, but no human being, fully human being, would ever have the wisdom that Solomon had. None before him, none after him. In verse 13, he says, And I have also given you what you have not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be anyone like you among the kings all your days. And so now God says, you know, and God was so impressed with Solomon's humility, his humble spirit, just asking for wisdom from God so that he could judge God's people, Israel, as king over them wisely, correctly, effectively, in a godly manner. And so God said, I've given you what you've asked for. And I've given you what you have not asked for too. Riches, honor, And he says in verse 13 again, riches, honor, so that there should not be anyone like you among the kings all your days. And so apparently as far as riches and honor is concerned, there would be no other king like Solomon during his reign. So if you walk in my ways, now there's a big qualifier there. We come to that big word if again. So if you walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments as your father David walked, then I will lengthen your days. Now God would continue to bless Solomon as long as Solomon continued to walk with God faithfully and obediently. 
And that's always the condition of God's continued blessings upon us as mankind, as his faithful followers. Now, God also said there, right at the end of verse 14, if you will continue to keep my statutes and and my commandments as your father David walked, then I will lengthen your days. In other words, he says, here's another blessing I'm going to give you that you did not ask for, and that is a longer life. Ah, how blessed Solomon was. But now, Solomon had a blind spot. And we'll talk about that blind spot that became apparent through Solomon's later years as king of Israel. Next time, let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for your love for us. We thank you for your blessings. Help us, Father, to recognize that we need to always walk in your wisdom and your guidance. Please, please provide these blessings for us. Help us to keep our eyes open and to not fall into those blind spots that are out there. Please protect us from them. Help us to see, we pray. Please, Father, forgive us of our sins, and we give you the glory through our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.